Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to a very, very special edition of Let's Ride with Chris Harris Jr. I am Patrick Coyote. I am one of your hosts of this program. I'm, of course, joined, as always, by Super Bowl 50 champion, former Denver Bronco, all decade cornerback Chris Harris Jr. But joining us today, a very very special guest 12 year nfl veteran the 11th overall pick in the 2005 nfl draft four-time all pro nine-time pro bowler all 2000s team also super bowl 50 champion nfl hall of famer demarcus Ware. demarcus so nice yeah. to meet you how are you doing man I'm doing good, man. After after that uh, introduction you just gave me, just made me want to put my pants back on and get back out there. But man, you know, thank you guys for inviting me on the show. Um, you know, I'm excited to you know get to chatting a little bit. Well, Broncos country yes, absolutely sir. loves you, Demarcus. Uh, big big fan of you, especially when I saw you signed with the Broncos that fateful day a few years back. I was ecstatic. I knew a Super Bowl was coming our way eventually. Um, as we get this show started, I want to ask you, D-Ware, what are your thoughts on the current Broncos defense? You know, um, the Broncos defense, they've been good every year, but a lot of people don't see it because it's, it's getting washed out by, you know, how the offense was playing. I'm talking about, you know, since, you know, me and Chris Harris left, right? Mm-hmm. Since that those Super Bowl winning times, the defense has probably been like almost like top 10 every year. But there's you're, you're seeing yeah. like, you know, these high scoring games and you're like, okay, when well, the defense isn't doing their job, but you go back and start seeing, you know, a couple that said three years ago, every single time that the opposing teams on the 10 yard line on a 20 yard line, I don't care what kind of defense you have, they're going to score three or they're going to, you know, have a big score on you. But if you look at how the defense is playing right now, like the last two years, they, to me, I feel like this is the con- most consistent I've seen them play. Um, getting pressure right. and stopping the run, and they're playing a totally fundamental game. And what the last what three or four games, you finally starting to see the Broncos offense turn it on. Where scoring yeah. points, yeah, they might lose by one, cool, but they're sticking with the teams. They're not. There aren't any blowouts anymore, or now they're winning. So it's so cool to yeah. see the team have a total turnaround these last three or four games. And I'm, I'm excited to see what they're going to do. Just close the season out. It's going to be right. amazing. Chris, you got a question for D-Ware? Oh, yeah, man. D-Ware, you coming in the game. They, you know, coming into the league, you know, they had you scouted as like a raw player, you know, just a freakish athlete, uh, you know, not really like an in-betweener. Is he a DN or yeah. is he an outside linebacker, you know, and just playing with you, man, you – what? I always loved about you because that was something that kept kept me in the league was the fundamentals, yeah. man. How did you transfer your game and your knowledge of the game to be such a technician, uh, to be able to be like, I would say you are the rush specialist in the league. If they would hire, if they were going to pick somebody to hire, to come in and teach people how to pass rush, you pick D where he's the specialist, <laughs> the technician. So uh, how did you transfer your game into that? I think it started. Um, I think it started in college. I mean, because I was a wide receiver coming out of college, I was about 185, 190 pounds. I ran a four seven. But the thing is, the only thing that sort of kept me 
being productive was technique because I had the genetics, but I wasn't a big dude. And, mm-hmm. you know, two years, my freshman and sophomore year, I gained like 30 pounds. I grew three inches. And all of a sudden, I was like, hold on, wait a minute. I'm about, two, I'm about 245, 250. I got a little weight on me and I can play. I can play with the boys and not get tossed around. And so the technique was embedded in mm-hmm. my play, no matter what. And then when I started, now I had everything. When I had all the assets, just like you, it took you a little yeah. bit of time. You were a small guy. Everybody didn't, you know, wasn't noticed. So your technique yeah. sort of, you know, put you on the platform because you didn't make mistakes, because you practiced so hard. You did it all the time. But then when everything yeah. caught up, whoa, Chris Harris is just as fast. Chris Harris is this. Same thing with me. So I think it started in, in college. And once I got into the league, it was something that it put me over any of the other guys when I started getting older. I wasn't as fast anymore, but my technique was so good. My reaction time was always faster. And, you know, it took a little bit of time, but technique work is where it's at. That's, that's the fundamental of the game. And if you got that and now you develop your speed and, you know, your talents, I mean, the sky's the limit, which we, we know that. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. looking at a fly on, zone. No fly zone. You, Come on, now. you can you can do a, a half spin on a NFL offensive lineman and come on. Sack. They're still that's showing that highlight. They're going to be still, showing that highlight forever. That's you know? teach tape. I, I didn't I didn't yeah. even know that it was going to work. Um, <laughs> I remember going up the field and I spun and I said, "Hold on, Joe Staley is still in my face." So usually, if you spin, they grab your back and so you can't spin, so they stop you from spinning. But I turn around. And Joe Staley's like right there in front of me. I'm like, hold on. How does this happen? Because he's a really I mean, phenomenal tackle, right? You know, yeah. pole bowler, probably a Hall of Famer too as well. But then yeah. I started looking back at the tape. It goes back to studying and looking at what goes on. And I saw him spinning. And I said, you mm. know what? Maybe if I just spin halfway and I look back there and see if he's going to spin again. And he did. I said, okay, I'm going to wait until like when it's a third down when I really need to use it. And that's when I looked around for the third time. It was, you know, a couple of plays later and he was spinning and I said, oh, I just turned back around, went up the field and got the sack. Again, that goes back into studying, looking at your technique. That wasn't like a sheer, I beat him play. It was just being Uh smart and seeing if it worked or not. That technique, man. I have one more question too, man. Uh, what was it? What was your mindset coming to Denver? You know, you—that's hard leaving home, your first team. You know, and it's the Cowboys. You know, it's America's team. That's the team that you every every kid wants to be on. So, what you, was your mindset coming to Denver? It, it was time. it was hard because when you leave a team that you've been playing with for nine years, thinking that you're not going to get cut, it, it's hard. But yeah. what sort of made it better is when I walked into the locker room, I saw Vaughn, I saw Chris Harris, I saw, you know, all the guys we played, Aqib Tlaib, I saw TJ, I mean, Derek Wolf, Malik. I can name everybody on the defense because everybody was like my brother when I was welcomed in there, but I didn't know where I was going to fit. So you probably noticed when I first came in, I was real quiet, I didn't say anything, and all of a sudden they're like, no, we want D-Ware to be our captain. And I'm like, wait a minute. They, they put me up there to say, you're going to lead us to the Super Bowl. And Peyton being right. off, me being on defense was probably one of the coolest things. 
But then I thought to myself, I said, man, the quarterbacks are going to see me in this bright orange. That, that, it was the weirdest thing. With this orange jersey, all the quarterbacks are going to see me. But at the end of the day, I didn't know that I had all those monsters that I'm going to be playing with. Yeah. You know, when you had the no-fly zone, they're going to give me two or three seconds where it didn't matter. Or I had Von Miller on the other side where every quarterback had 1.5 seconds to get that ball off. And everything started to feel right when I walk into the Denver Broncos stadium and I really saw the true heartbeat of what fans are really like. I'm talking about yeah. Denver Broncos fans are the loudest. They're the night. They're the most. It was rocking. And they travel the best. Amen. Everywhere right. we went, the Denver Broncos fans, they, it almost was like a home game. And I thought right. to myself, I'm like, I'm from Dallas. I remember what 105 weather looks like. I didn't know what negative 13, negative 12 looks like in the stadium <laughs> when I walked through there. I was there. <laughs> Listen, yes, they still had off. They still were painted in orange. They still had mm -hmm. the hoodies on and the beanies on saying, we're supporting you. I said, this is my place. This, yeah. this, this is where it's right. at, man. Denver is near and dear to my heart, man, when it comes to just playing football because I needed that uh, that that gas that was going to be on my fire for the tail, tail end of my career, and they mm -hmm. gave me that. Oh, d -Ware, you got yes, – I got goosebumps this, listening to you, got man. the best stories, man. Him and KG, I, man. Y'all my top storytellers, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was at that Monday night uh, game against Cincinnati the year you guys won the Super Bowl. And uh, it, that was one of the coldest days of my life. And I was, I had about five, six layers on. And by the time the fourth quarter ended and it went into OT and I saw the temperature on the big screen, it said negative 12. Yeah. I was sweating. <laughs> I was taking layers off and I was screaming and you recovered that fumble to win that game. And that was the loudest I had ever heard that stadium. I've been in there in snowstorms i've been in there in, against the chiefs that was the loudest when you recovered yeah. that fumble it was in, absolutely amazing in, in that game i remember playing in that game i never played on the left side i went to the left side and i told myself d where you got to win this football man mm. like that's how much weight i put on myself d where you need to win the football game i know you got 10 out there with you but you need to win it so i'm thinking to myself I got to get up the field. I got to get some pressure. I think Vaughn's in the game. And I just told all the guys we need to push the pocket. For some reason, everybody blocked down. The guy just, you know, bobbled, like, you know, drops the fumble. Yeah. And I'm going full speed. Like, I'm about to rush the passer. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I, like, close my – literally, I close my eyes and I grab the football and I lay it on the ground. And I just felt all of my teammates' hands – on top of me, like D where we did it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yes, sir. We're going further, like further than I've ever been. That's where we're going. Yeah. And that that was like that that point of like, all right, we we we're, we're gonna win the Super Bowl. Because yeah. I, I remember like, you know, I you know, had all the confetti and all the little stuff, you know, after the game. Well, I mean, yeah, I don't know which exactly the the parameters of it. But I remember walking into the locker room and all the confetti was going off. And I came back outside 
and all the guys were like, hey, man, we got our hats and shirts. And I remember, Chris, you remember when we got that game ball, when I got the game ball? Yeah. And I said, what are we celebrating for? I said, you guys have already been here. I said, I tell y'all, y'all better be at this facility at 6 o'clock tomorrow. And it's off that. You know, we're going to be in treatment. We got to do what we need to do because we have more on our plate that we need to eat. And all the guys looked at me and was like, that's the reason why we got this guy here. Yeah. I, I, I understand. I've never felt winning anything, but I knew what we had was like that year. It was that final year. I don't I didn't know how many more years I had, but I knew it was probably Peyton's last year. Yeah. And I said we got we gotta win yeah. this thing. I'm sorry, fellas, but I'm not smiling right now until I'm hoisting that trophy up. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, I was gonna ask you, you know, uh about your mentorship, what that mentorship and what that guidance uh meant for younger players like Chris and Shaq Barrett and especially Vaughn, because I know Vaughn was going through some things on and off the field, you know, he just coming off of that ACL injury and then you come into the picture. Um, what was that relationship like real quick um, for you from that end coming in as a veteran? I, th- I think there was a, all the relationships that I got to establish, it changed my life. Like literally, like every single one of those guys from Chris Harris, he was like my brother. I'm, I'm being honest mm-hmm. with you. It, it wasn't like we just going into work and we just hanging out. If I can get every year to be like that, like the years in, that I played with the Denver Broncos, I would probably be the the, the the happiest, you know, ball player. It would, you know, that's out there because Chris, we 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 did things off the field together. We did things with family. When there was a call, they always picked up. The same thing with Vaughn. We we were always we were right beside each other in the locker room, mentoring each other. Keep to leave. I remember Keep to leave and Chris Harris and TJ. They getting mad at each other because they said, you know, the meeting's at eight o'clock. They got a meeting at seven, seven o'clock. If you don't get there at six 45, they're pissed. Right. And in practices, we're fighting in practice because somebody messed up on the route. Somebody messed up on the coverage, but it was like a brotherly love that we had for each other because I also knew why each one of them guys were playing because I saw their kids. I saw their family. I saw their wives and I knew exactly why they were playing. So to that point of mentorship, I don't even think it was a mentorship. I think it was just a brotherhood, a brothership that we had that got us over to that, got us through the ups and downs of the season, but season because we loved each other. Right. Love that. Well, you got so many characters that we had. I mean, <laughs> we got some characters on that defense, right? So wild boys, you know? So it was good to have beware established guy because we meet, we had Pro Bowls. Right, yeah. Talib had a lot of our guys were established too. Talib so to bring another guy, you know that that had that pedigree, you know that we were well respected, and that was still productive, you know, still making tons of plays, and you know that was a big pickup for us, man. But I wanted to ask you, man, I, I already know the answer, right? But who do you think who is your favorite pass rushes today? I know, I know, you got a couple for us. Um. I, I, I would go to go with Miles Garrett. Um, he's just one of my guys. He's right here in Colleyville. I got yep. to train with him a little bit this offseason. He's just sheer genetic freak, right? Um, he's balling out. I, another dude is TJ Watt. When I think about them outside linebackers, he is just, yeah. I mean, every year 
I'm like, how can somebody <laughs> like, can get better like every year? Yeah, right. Insane. I mean, you, you still, I still got to support my boy Vaughn. He hasn't been playing that much, but guess what? He's still one of the best. Um, uh, yeah. uh, what is it, Reddick, right from Philly? Yeah, you know, I'm looking at some of the pass rush moves that he's doing. I was like, wait a minute, I blinked that he was already at the quarterback of the Cowboys last week. Um, yeah. so a lot of the young guys that are coming into the league and doing their deal, but some of the guys that are already there, like Miles Garrett, TJ, just to name a couple of them, Bolsa from San Fran. I mean, these dudes, they're looking, they looking different. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> they look the same. No, Michael Parsons with pads on. Uh -oh. Okay. <laughs> no Micah Parsons. Uh oh. No Micah. Oh, yeah, Micah. Yeah, Mike. Micah's my dude too. I know. I know. You know. We. Micah's my dude too because I, I mentor him also in the off season. Like Micah is like to be honest with you. Sometimes you don't mention somebody because they're already at the top. That's fair. Like Micah yeah. is like at the top. Is he right. similar to Vaughn? What's the similarities? Like yeah. So the get off Vaughn is faster. But he has uh -huh. a, second, a faster second step than Vaughn, right? Mm. Uh -huh. Now, Vaughn has been around a corner, uh, yeah. lower than uh, Michael Parsons, but Mike has a lot of power. Like, he can actually, yeah. you know, power the dudes back. So, Vaughn would more like, you know, swipe them, get up underneath, but Mike has a lot more power. So, there's a lot of similarities with speed, but Michael has more power. Vaughn has more, more bend to be able to get around the corner, but both of them dudes are just <laughs> insane. <laughs> I had to ask you that, man. That's a yeah. great man. That should have been asking you that, man. I don't know why, <laughs> but that's a, that's the best comparison right there. Uh, yes, beware! I, Thank you. I, I teach your uh, your long arm technique to uh, some of my high school players too. It, it's one of my favorite moves of yours. It's so so good. Uh, last question for you, Dware. Broncos somehow get to the playoffs get to the Super Bowl, Cowboys, Dak, they're rolling. They get to the Super Bowl. Who you who you got? You that is a really, really hard question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot, man. You I know you put me on the spot and I, you know what? I'm I will probably do some stuff to piss some people off because mm. at the end of the day, I'm gonna wear my Cowboys jersey and I'm gonna wear my Broncos jersey at the same time. I'm gonna be crisscross front hey, and go. back. So you got to keep his money, man. It's a lot of money out here in Dallas, man. You got to keep that Dallas jersey on, man. I understand. First Super Bowl to end in the tie. I got to play. I got to play. Yes, sir. And the Cowboys, they let me eat. Yeah, the Broncos let me eat. And I'm enjoying all of it. So why have to choose? Why do I need a choice? I don't need to choose. Both win. Super Bowl right. in one place. Another place gave me the bread also to, when I got drafted in the first round. Yes, so sir. for me, yes, if, I'm, if I'm in Broncos country, I'm probably not saying anything about the Dallas Cowboys because I'm 100, actually 94% a Broncos fan. Hey, and if I'm in Dallas, I'm not anything about the, about the, uh, the, about the Broncos because there I'm 94% a Dallas Cowboy fan. So if anybody got that. something to say to me about any one of them teams, I will cuss they out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, one-on-ones on the turf. Let's go. Hey, D-Ware, thank you so much for joining us, man. I really appreciate it. I know Broncos yes, country absolutely loves you. 12-year uh, NFL vet, NFL Hall of Famer. Man, it feels good to say that. DeMarcus mm. Ware. Yes, sir. Make sure that you follow us on whatever 
podcast platform you're listening to us on. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Chris Harris Jr., at Patrick Chiodi, at Believe Network, and Broncos Country. Until next time, let's ride. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.